Have you ever wondered why it's difficult to give your attention, energy, and take action on what matters the most to you? Or to speak up with clarity from the best part of yourself? If that's you, then you're in the right place. The follow-through formula is dedicated to providing daily inspiration for you to follow through on the real you. Welcome back once again to the Follow Through Formula podcast. My name is Rick Lewis. This is episode 16, number 16 of the podcast. And I am working my way up to 21 consecutive episodes. And today I had an idea pop into my mind just a few minutes ago for what to talk about. And that's generally how I've been working this this daily installment as I wait for an idea to come. And sometimes I try and flesh it out a little bit and then go speak about it. But today the idea popped into my head and all along here, I'm, I'm attempting to be an example of what it is I'm recommending for you around the subject of follow through. And so the title of today's episode that popped into my mind was seven reasons to get in over your head. And so rather than think it through and decide, oh, well, you know, that sounds like an intriguing title. What would those seven reasons be? I thought, well, I'll just go hop right in because then what I'm actually doing is getting in over my head. I don't even know what the seven reasons are. But because I think about this all day long, since I'm always thinking about growth and personal evolution personal and professional development, uh, seven reasons to get in over your head should be a no-brainer. There's probably more than that. And so if I can't come up with seven reasons, then that gives me something to think about. So sitting down here, the first thing that comes to mind about the first reason to get in over your head is it's just human nature that you're not going to start to swim until your toes can't touch the ground (laughs) in the swimming hole that you're in. And we just will cling to the safety zone. We'll stay where things are safe and familiar by nature of our, our neurology and our, the way we think as human beings. We're just going to stay safe until we're in a situation where we absolutely have to make a shift. And so when you get in over your head, you're automatically, your body's going to start trying a whole bunch of different things that you've never tried before to keep yourself afloat if you've never swum before. So that's the idea is getting in over your head means that you're putting yourself in a situation where you can't rely on all your past uh, modes of coping in life. You have to reinvent yourself in order to uh, stay afloat, in order to survive, in order to find your way in that new atmosphere. Getting in over your head doesn't mean to take a step that's not an intelligent one. So you wouldn't want to put yourself, you wouldn't want to take out a $500,000 loan if your income is $1,000 a month. Not that you could get one um, unless you went to sources that would break your knees if you didn't repay it. 
But um, so don't this doesn't mean do something dumb. It doesn't mean to risk yourself at a level that you cannot absorb the consequences of the risk in a way that isn't life threatening, either emotionally or physically or financially. And sometimes it's worthwhile taking a big risk. Sometimes we just feel it in our bones. It's the right time to take a risk that maybe does put us in a, a small degree of some of the potential for a big downside. But our risks shouldn't be completely uncalculated. And the way you gain the data you need to know whether a risk is a good bet and whether it's a, a good risk to take is by starting small and working your way up and taking bigger and bigger risks as you go. So the game of growth and the game of following through on who we actually are has to do with taking small steps at first and gradually increasing our capacity to take larger and larger risks and be able to follow through because we have experience in taking risks. We have experience in taking life leaps. On my gamesforconfidence.com site, I've got a trial set of games. There's three games that you can hop on and try for free. And the games that I've been creating uh, through that project for, for Games for Confidence. I've been creating these games for years, and the games are all about increasing your capacity to get outside your comfort zone and be successful in navigating through new and unfamiliar situations. So you actually can grow your capacity to be able to take risk successfully. And of course, the way we grow our capacity to take more risks successfully is we have to be willing to be unsuccessful on, on our way to developing that ability. And the games are just very small, simple ways that you can take the risk of being more of you, being more expressive, more authentic, more true to who you actually are in relationship to other people and in relationship to yourself so that you, you gain that capacity. So let's uh, go on to number two. What's a second good reason for getting in over your head? Um, it invokes help. So when we get in over our head and we actually can't pull off what it is we've committed to or what it is we're attempting and do it independently on our own without telling anybody in private, keeping it private so that if we fail, nobody knows. When you get in over your head, it often forces us to have to rely on the fact that we are interdependent with others. We actually don't do anything on our own. Even if we want to argue, oh, I did this all by myself. Well, there are people who taught us and supported us in the past. Our parents raised us. We're given education, inspiration, guidance, encouragement along the way. We're always in an interdependent position. And the more we accept and embrace the fact that we live in a connected realm with other human beings and we're woven into the fabric of humanity, 
such that not only is it uh, does it behoove us to open up to help, but we actually are giving a gift to others when we ask for help. Because especially when you're making a life leap in the realm of uh, bettering yourself or growing internally, if you're taking a real risk to get closer to who you really are, to be more expressive of who you really are and live your purpose, people love to help in that situation because this is everybody's story. There is no one who isn't in the situation that secretly inside they want to pursue their highest and best version of themselves and offer their very best to the world they live in. We all want that. And when someone is moving in that direction, it's actually a gift to let other people in and let other people help you and support you. We want to do that. We want to be heroes for each other and we want to support each other on that hero's journey. Good reason for getting over in over your head, number three. Let's see. Um, it forces you to, re, to look at your relationship to personal resources. And what I mean by that is the entire uh, construct of habits that you are and that you've created for yourself. Everything about what you do with your time, your energy, your attention, your movement, all of that is precious. And all of it deserves to be cherished and nurtured and managed in a way that treats it, treats all those things as precious resources. We have a limited amount of time here on the planet. We have a limited amount of time and energy and attention that we can extend to the things that really matter. And if we don't get in over our head and we don't need every bit of those resources I just mentioned of time, energy, and attention, then the feeling is we can afford to waste it. We can afford to just sit and surf on the internet and watch random things and wake up a half hour, an hour, or hours later and go, oh, I, I guess I should get to work or I guess I should, I should look for something productive to do. When you get in over your head and you need every bit of those resources, then you start looking at what, what are my habits actually in these domains? How do I use my time? Are there places I'm wasting my time that I could exercise a little bit of discipline and redirect my attention to things that matter more? Are there places that I'm wasting my energy in unnecessary cogitation or worry or overthinking things? Am I, do I engage in gossip with other people? Do I engage in negativity in my mind? So when we, when we really need to, um, when we really need every kind of resource we can get our hands on internally to accomplish a big life leap, then we'll start treating them more preciously and guarding how we spend those resources, our attention, our, our attention, attention for human beings 
in Western society today is one of the most precious and most unguarded resources. If you think of a computer and the uh, security and private and and the security and privacy protections that we put on our machinery and we put up firewalls and we say okay not just anybody can come into my computer and look around and take information or modify information or uh, introduce coding into my machine that's going to affect the performance of the machine and if you think about it our minds how we think how we perceive the narratives we hold is just like a computer and yet we do not erect the safeguards that we do for an actual physical piece of machinery we understand that if we allow outside influences to just come in and mess with our machines they're not going to function properly and yet we don't protect our minds with the same vigilance we're willing to look at just about any kind of news story, uh, social media feed, movie, article, uh, radio show. We're willing to listen to things, look at things, digest conceptual impressions that may or may not be good for our machine. And we do it often with relatively little regard for protecting the integrity of how we want our machine to function and what kind of purpose we want our machine to serve. All right, so we're up to three. Number four, a number four really good reason for getting in over your head is because that's where the fun is. When you get in over your head and things get messy and unpredictable and you can't control them, that's where some of the best stuff shows up. So uh, many of the podcasts I've done so far are an example of that. I sit down, I start with an idea, and I feel nervous about it because I don't know if I'm going to be able to say anything of value on that topic. But when I just start talking and I let things come out, then that's often a discovery process for me. I remember someone had a quote one time. I, I don't remember who the author of this quote is but it was about writing. So it was some, I think it was some famous writer, but the quote was this, one writes not to tell, but to find out. So the context from which this person created their art was that one writes not to tell, but to find out. And the same is true of human life. We live not to prove to other people something that we already think we know about ourselves or about the world. We live to find out and to discover the surprises of how reality actually functions. We live to find out what the true laws of real life and the magic of evolutionary possibility is by living into it and allowing ourselves to be at the effect of things that we don't fully understand, we can't control, we can't fully know. And so that's where all the fun is. That's where we get constantly surprised by what shows up. That's where we find out, oh, a whole set of assumptions that I had about who people are or 
how they work or what this type of person is like. It gets thrown into our face and we have to actually cope and adapt to the fact that, oh, things aren't exactly as I had them all worked out in my mind. When I actually get my hands dirty and I get down into the the real work of being human and I'm willing to go to an area where I don't have total control, what shows up can be fascinating, surprising, fun, enjoyable. Yes, it can also be challenging and difficult and maybe sometimes scary. But living without a degree of surprise in your life is a life that is devoid of something that's a really necessary ingredient for coming to life as a human being. Okay, so that's a number four. I don't even remember what the points were so far. I don't think I could go back and and name them unless I really thought about it. So we've covered four good reasons for getting in over your head. Um, I think the first one was because that's when you start to swim. I know the fourth one was because that's where the fun is. Uh, The third one was because you start to manage your resources more carefully. And the second one, I can't remember what I talked about. So let's just go on. Number five, a good reason for getting in over your head. A good reason for getting in. Oh, I think number two was because you open to sources of help. So that's a good one. So you open up to sources of help. Number five, I need to come up with a number five. A good reason for getting in over your head is because, so I'm talking about this moment that I'm in right now, which is what I'm always looking to refer to. Because if I really want to follow through in life, I can't rely on the past. And right now, I notice I'm looking for number five, so I'm searching my data bank for a good podcast I listened to or, or some article I read or something wise somebody else has said. But number five, if I just refer to who I really am right here, right now in this moment, number five is that when you get in over your head, You have no real recourse but to be authentic. You just have to go back and and sit back in your own body and stop pretending that you're somebody else other than who you are, that you've got some other wisdom than what you really have. You're just you in every moment. And... To come from the premise that even when I'm in over my head, if I'm willing to just be me, to authentically be who I really am and be honest about that and start from where I am and not pretend I'm somewhere else and not beat myself up because I'm not starting from somewhere else or I don't have more skills or more courage or more confidence or more competency, I'm just me. And I'm just starting from here. When you get in over your head, that's all you've got. And we've got to get real about that really fast. 
I'm just me. This is who I am. This is what I know. And this is what I'm working with. So there you go. There's number five. And I'm already scared about number six and seven because I feel like I'm drawing thin. So now I got to take a breath. I only need two more good reasons why you should get in over your head. And so in this moment, I'm stressed about not being able to come up with two more good reasons. And, but it's also fun. It's so fun to be in this position. Okay, I got a number six. Here's a good reason to get in over your head because it's in that moment that you could get pushed to the realization that you are the author of your life. Think of the word authority. Authority, I mean, everyone wants authority. Who doesn't want to have authority? Especially, what would it look like to have authority over your own life? Well, what that means is you're the one who is writing the story. You're the one who is authoring it. Author it, E. Authority. I author it. I'm the one who made up this seven reasons to get in over your head. Since I'm the author, I can change it. Mid-stride, as the author of my story, my world, my life, the domain in which I want to provide values to others, what if I just decide, all right, there's not going to be a number seven. There's going to be six. And to course correct as you go and take the initiative and have the confidence to say, I can stand behind my decisions and I can change those decisions. If in the process of seeing that the the direction I'm headed or what I originally committed to isn't the best course of action anymore, then maybe I change it. Maybe I make a different decision. Maybe I go a different direction. So here I am <laughs> in a convenient way, saving my butt from not having to come up with number seven. But at the same time, you have to admit, this is a very good point. Number six, a good reason for getting in over your head is because it can push you to the realization that you actually have the ability and the authority to make decisions in your life that work for you in the moment. And you don't always have to stick rigidly to a plan you set out with because for whatever reason, because you're scared to deviate once you've, you've set a course of action or because you think someone else is going to be upset with you or that you're bad and wrong if you're not able to follow through with exactly what you said. So let's put that one to rest and let's experiment with, I'm the author. It's nothing until I call it. I don't know if you've, uh, have you, I don't know if you've all heard this joke. It's a great uh, little kind of joke teaching parable. 
about the three umpires in Major League Baseball. And there's the brand new umpire who's just been through umpire school, and now he's behind the plate, and some interviewer is interviewing these three umpires, the, the newbie, the guy who's been around for a little while, and the master umpire. And the interviewer says to the first umpire, so how do you know the difference between a ball and a strike? And the first umpire says, um, I call it the way it is. And so the interviewer writes that down and he goes to the second umpire and says, so how do you tell the difference between a ball and a strike to the guy who's been around for a little while? This umpire who has some experience under his belt gets a little twinkle in his eye and he says, I call it the way I see it. And then the interviewer goes to the third umpire, the master umpire, who's been doing it forever. And he says, how do you tell the difference between a ball and a strike? And the master umpire says, it's nothing until I call it. So there you go. You have six good reasons for getting in over your head. And the seventh one is going to be the Zen reason, the sound of one reason not clapping. Uh, <laughs> the seventh one is going to be the reason that you can fill in yourself. Let's say number seven, the number seventh good reason to get in over your head is the reason that you're going to find out when you're willing to be brave enough to actually get in over your head. And then you're going to discover that there are endless good reasons for getting in over your head because that is simply how life and growth works. We can't know everything before we take the leap. We leap first and we leap as intelligently as we can, but it's still going to be a risk always. And we're going to, get, when we're going to discover reasons why taking life leaps is just the way to live. So there you go. Seven reasons to get in over your head. That has been today's episode number 16 of the follow through formula podcast. Get in over your head today. Find some small way that you can just get yourself into a situation where you don't know what you're going to do next or how you're going to handle it. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. And if you want help with that, just go to gamesforconfidence.com, sign up for the free trial of the games, and I will push you a game that you can play right away that's going to get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. That's what I love. That's how I love to help and support people, and I would love to help and support you. So head on over, sign up, and uh, there we go. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. This has been the Follow Through Formula Podcast and Rick Lewis signing off. Hey, thanks for being here and being a die-hard listener down to the last decibel. My vision for these conversations is that you get informed and inspired to take consistent action on the real you. If these podcasts help you to do that, I'm thrilled. And if you'd like to take that work to the next level, I invite you to join me inside the Life Leap community, where I'm creating a culture and a support network for those who want to pursue what matters most in their lives. To learn more, 
Just go to gamesforconfidence.com and click on the Life Leap menu item. I'd love to see you on the inside, and otherwise, I'm sure we'll meet again in another episode.